Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome, friends, to another r slash nuclear revenge video. These are some revenge stories that blew up. And if you want to help this video blow up, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our first story of the day is by Perfect Hamburger A12. Steal my money, take my house, put me into debt. Now it's time for me to ruin your life. My ex stole from me close to 90,000 euros, which I saved up for nine years. And when I took her to court, I lost due to lack of evidence. At the moment, I felt destroyed and lost it all. She even sued me for emotional damages and I had to pay 55,000 euros. I was forced to sell my house and take a big loan from the bank. I stayed at a friend and they helped me find some good lawyers and we just found an amazing one. And one day, he helped me so much and even helped me get the info of who took money from my bank account. Something was wrong. 29th of June, a transaction happened in my name. I never made it. I wasn't in the country at the time. Well, would you look at that? I was ready to get back into court when I found out that she bought my house. Well, I have a safe that I never told her about hidden in the bathroom behind the cabinet. Well, she ruined my life. Why not ruin hers even more? So I had an accomplice that helped me buy some drugs worth about 400 euros and used a friend to hide it there. The safe had a four-digit code, that being 0000. Never got the chance to change it to anything else. And before taking her to court again, I had that same friend who hid the drugs turn her in. It took about a week for the cops to receive a mandate to search the house. They found nothing in the first two hours, and they wouldn't if my friend forgot to leave the safe cover open. That 400 euro worth of drugs are equal to a 5,000 euro fine and 12 years of prison. Well, I'm not done yet. Court time again. I had my lawyer get the footage from when the money from the bank was transferred and I also had a document showing that I was not in the country at the time. We also found out the account to which the money was sent to. The name was that of my ex. Well, look how the tables have just turned. My lawyer also demanded payment for emotional damage, all the money that was stolen, the house, and also money equivalent to two times the debt I had in the bank, which is equal to about 140,000 euros. The look on her face when everything came down crashing on her was totally worth it. And on top of the 12 years from drug possession, she received an additional 25 years for theft and false testimony. Enjoy it, witch. All I know is if somebody completely ruined my life like that, basically took hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of money and assets away from me, and then when I'm struggling slipped right back into my house, I'd be wanting to go absolutely nuclear like this too. And needless to say, it was nuclear. Our next story is by Matt Bradley, 1985. Don't want to pay me what I'm worth? Let's see how that works out for you. So years ago, I was working for a laboratory that did a lot of testing for the military. It was a terrible job for a number of reasons. Despite having enormous responsibility, they never gave me credit for anything. In meetings with a department head, they frequently blamed me for problems that they had caused, but I solved and they couldn't. 
They also hired consultants to come in and tell me I was wrong, only to have the consultants say I was right, and the consultants would get paid one-fourth of my yearly salary for one day's worth of work. I only stayed as long as I did because it was my first real job, and I honestly didn't know better. But before I left, by their own standards, I was severely underpaid. HR agreed. They claimed there was nothing that could be done. Meanwhile, other people were given off-schedule raises. Well, I wasn't the only one that was underpaid. There were a number of others as well, but none of them were critical to the operation of the laboratory. Eventually, the department head went to the director with a list of all the underpaid people. I found out that my name was on the top of the list as the most underpaid person, not surprising. Using this list, the department head got permission from the director for one-time raises. An announcement was made. Well, guess who didn't get a raise? This despite the fact that I'd made massive improvements in some of their processes that easily saved them millions per year, and their budget was just over $10 million. I was livid. I had enough and decided to leave. They hired two people to replace me at more than double my salary. One of them had just graduated two weeks before. From what I understand, they had a lot of difficulty. That would have been enough for most people, and maybe even for me for most of my life. But it wasn't enough for me then. I wanted revenge for what they had done to me. So, I arranged a meeting with one of the project managers from the departments of the military that we had done our tests for. I casually mentioned to him that I had left my old job. He was shocked. Remember how I said they never gave me credit for anything? Well, the military project managers considered me an invaluable expert and could not understand why the lab had driven me away. They immediately pulled several million dollars worth of work from the lab and gave it to the competition. Several labs were involved because they had no confidence that the lab could do the work anymore. When I ran into one of the lab managers, the only half-decent guy there, I casually mentioned my meeting with the project manager and I could tell he figured out how the military knew I had left. It took them years to recover, and honestly, I don't know if they ever really did. Last time I checked their webpage, it hadn't been updated in at least 12 years. I would have been happy with a $20,000 race, ecstatic even, but they weren't willing to spend $20,000 and lost $2 million to start and more in the long run. I started my own business and now make at least five times what I would if I had stayed there until now, and more than ten times what I was making when I left. If you knew you were an invaluable asset to a company, but they were still treating you bad, underpaying you, not giving you any slack, would that make you more inclined to just leave them hanging and cut things right then and there? Give them that ultimatum of either pay you a lot right now or somehow try to make it work without me? Let me know in the comments down below. This next story is by Asher Mort. I didn't go nuclear, I went supernova. Just a little background to start off, I was an exterminator for better than a decade, and was only a few credits shy of a degree in entomology. Needless to say, I know my stuff when it comes to anything one might consider creepy and or crawly. With all this being said, I was a specialist for the absolute worst kinds of infestations. I treated for bed bugs, small cousins to ticks that only drink human blood. I bet you think you know where this is going, and just to cut you off, no, I never intentionally infested anyone. In fact, the revenge in the story isn't even for me. It was for what turned out to be one of the sweetest women I have ever met. For the purpose of the story, we're going to call her Mary. She was a nurse in World War II. 
I was called out to Mary's home by the management of the subsidized apartments. She had complained about a small bug issue. What I found when I got there was not a small bug issue and still haunts me a little to this day. When Mary answered the door, she was covered in bed bugs. Her hair, her clothes, even crawling on her hands. Without going into too much grisly detail about insect biology, this isn't normal. Bed bugs don't like touching human skin, and they don't hunt when people are up and moving. That's why the bed is the most prevalent place to find them, and thus the name. I immediately called an ambulance, waited on them to arrive, and warned them about the very real possibility that anywhere they took would be in severe danger of being infested if they didn't do something to decontaminate her. The poor woman was suffering from anemia, and it was luck of biology that she hadn't gone into toxic shock from the number of bites she had received. When she was rushed off, after having to be hosed off, literally sprayed with a hose, and having her clothes taken from her in semi-private, revenge mode started. Bedbug treatments are expensive, very expensive, and I'd made a lot of contacts with the local department of social services and the adult protective services because of the amount of charity work I had done. Every single one of them got a phone call. Subsidized apartments have rules, including that they have to make routine checks. For an infestation to get to that level, it had gone unchecked for years. She had been being eaten alive for years. I called the local news, warned every neighbor, collected statements about exactly how often the maintenance staff and management had entered the apartments. Once the Department of Social Services and Adult Protective Services were done, I urged every single person who was put in jeopardy of infestation to file civil suits, and recommended a lawyer I'd done some work for in the past. He was more than happy to take the cases as a class action suit. By the end, I had the manager of the apartments arrested for elderly abuse and neglect, and the entire staff from the top down fired. They had been falsifying paperwork saying that they'd been inside the apartments, performing routine maintenance, and generally scamming the government for services they didn't actually provide. I visited Mary for a while after that, checking in since it didn't seem anyone else had in a long time. She was a wonderful person, and she never deserved to have lived like that. Her health recovered for a while, but time eventually came for her. I'll never forget her or forgive the people that allowed it to happen in the first place. Honestly, I just hope that if anybody were in OP's shoes, that they would do the same thing OP did. Very clearly, you can tell the circumstances, which is these people who are supposed to be being cared for, are being so extremely uncared for. If you went there, even as an exterminator, to just do your job and get rid of those bugs, and you saw that, and all you did was get rid of the bugs, and didn't, like, report this to anybody, I feel like you'd have to be, like, soulless. Like, imagine they were so neglectful about, like, imagine they were so neglectful that they got the exterminator to get to that place without even knowing it was that bad. And our final story of the day is by an anonymous poster, short and sweet. Okay, so this one happened like a month ago. These two guys wouldn't leave me the freak alone. I blocked them on Instagram, phone, and snap. They keep trying to reach out to me. When they reach out, they said things that triggered panic attacks or anxiety attacks. I've been recovering from an abusive relationship. Since the incident, I've unfortunately gone through some really bad anxiety that I'm trying to overcome rather than let control my life. Jerks like this don't help. So it started when this kid we'll call E said I was hot. 
He tried to hit me up, but I went on a date and I wasn't interested. So him and his friend, we'll call M, think it's hilarious to try to piss me off constantly. Constantly telling me I'm fat, ugly, my ex didn't really abuse me and so on. He shouldn't have even have known that happened. They just constantly found it super, super funny. They do this to other people, even a girl on the edge of ending things. So pretty much, I ignore it and I'm still pleasant with them. I may be a girl, but I hate drama and wanted none of it. An important part of this story is I played on Xbox with their friend, and they would forget I was in the party and start talking about people. This is how I learned he had inappropriate pictures of someone I used to be friends with. He had showed multiple friends the pictures and had sent them to his best friend E. Finally, I came to my senses. I realized the way I was being treated was unacceptable and I knew this guy would leak this girl's photos, so I genuinely wanted to help her because stuff like that ruins people's futures. I anonymously warned her through a fake number. Later that day, I get a text from her boyfriend telling me I need to mind my own business and this is why nobody at the school I used to go to likes me and crap. At this point, I'm having an anxiety attack and freaking out. I'm hyperventilating and having a genuine panic attack. I'm feeling terrible because I genuinely feel like I did something wrong. I was putting myself down and feeling like crap. I feel like I offended them, so I start apologizing and trying to explain my thought process. Turns out, it was just them freaking with me. I'm crying and crap for no reason. My anxiety turns into rage as I block this number. Note, I had blocked them through everything and they made a fake number because both E and M were blocked through all social media even freaking TikTok. Well, funny thing, one is in possession of inappropriate child photos. So I called the school and made sure it was known that his phone contains illegal images of minors. The other? Well, he likes to smoke a lot of weed, and unfortunately, he's under 21, and it's illegal in my state. Oops. I have no idea what happened to E, but I heard he was kicked off the lacrosse team and possibly getting a large fine. I hear the other ones on the sex offender list and possibly facing juvie time because he actually had lots of underage pictures. Honestly, what OP did here in this situation might be scary to do because you're worried about are they really going to get caught, what are they going to do to you if they find out or if they don't get in trouble, can they convince people to turn against you or frame you in a bad light, but honestly what OP did was good brave and it probably saved people from, at the very least, a very traumatic level of stress. I think the only disappointing thing is that more didn't happen to these guys. Like this guy should legitimately be in juvie for having all these pictures and you kinda wish that there could have been something more to stick to E since they were going along with this whole thing and they probably have the same pictures too. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.